Praise God. Thank you, Bishop. Praise the Lord, everybody. It was coined by a gentleman years ago. statement he said I would I would rather be in the hands of an angry God than not in his hands at all there is although it can be unnerving and there can be much ambiguity There is still something comforting when you know that it's in God's hand. Because when it's in His hand, it's in, it's in His control. And He does all things well. And He's right. There's times and seasons in which that hand will hold a scepter. I want you to listen real close to what I'm about to tell you. There's times in which that hand will hold a scepter. When that scepter is outstretched, there is a season of, of power and a season of manifestation of favor from the king. There are times that that hand holds the clay. The old prophet gave us the imagery of the potter and the wheel. And when he holds the clay in his hand, he is pushing and pressing and bending and breaking, but he is, he is producing something pure. There are times, Pastor Mayo, that he holds in his hand the loaves and the fish. And he breaks and blesses, listen close, and he provides and he makes a way where there seems to be no way. But then there's times that God holds a fan. The hardest part of the harvest is when, when God decides to Winnow that which we have gathered. Because see, there's a great misconception about harvest that harvest is just about salvation when Scripture tells us at the time of harvest, not only will he gather into his barn, but he will winnow or he will separate out the chaff and it shall be burned.
but it's in his hand. And that's what's comforting. Now, with that said, and I've got somewhere I'm going and I know you're standing, I believe it has fallen my lot today, and it's probably obvious if you've got your eyes open, but I have felt this for weeks. In fact, I had a very vivid vision and prayer about this meeting. And I believe that this church is in a season where God is moving through here with a fan in His hand. And He is purging. He is purging this church. His purpose, Bishop, is that there are some things that cannot move, and I know it just looks like a structure to you, but it's much more than a structure. When you move from this edifice to that, it will be a move of dimensions. And there's attitudes that have been allowed here that cannot change altitudes when we move across the street. But I love them. Well, we did too. But you got to trust that the fan is not in his hand. It's not in my hand. It's in God's hand. And there, there are two things, and if a prayer meeting breaks out here, that's fine. But I, I want to know for certain what I'm growing into. And if God is purging the church, I don't want to be chaff that the wind drives away. I want to know what's in my heart. I want to know. He said that the heart is exceedingly wicked. Who can know it? Ladies and gentlemen, I think too many times the reader has read that. And that has been a statement that somehow in our minds it, we've just, it's just dismissive. That it's impossible. No, that's not what the, dri- the writer is driving at. Who will go to work on it? Who will clean it out? Who will make sure it's right? Well, that's just how I feel, and so that's how it's going to be. No, who will clean that out? Well, that's just, that's, just, that's just the opinion that I've arrived at. No! When that fan is placed into what has been gathered and it has thrown into the air, listen, it's the chaff that looks like it's flying. Don't be fooled by people that are purged and it seems like they've just taken the wings of the morning and off they go. No, the chaff takes flight. The wheat falls at the feet of the one who has gathered it. Both the tear and the wheat look the same in the early stages. I've never heard this preached. God gave me this to give you right now. But anybody with two eyeballs when they walk into the field when it's ready to harvest pasture can tell the difference between the wheat and the tear. Do you know how? I want to help somebody with your spirit today. The tear is erect, proudful, and tall. 
When it comes time for harvest, it's easy to identify the tear from the wheat. The tear stands straight and erect while the wheat is bent over under the load of fruit. I don't want to get something in my spirit during a season of purging in this church and be as the tear and square my shoulders and refuse to be moved and refuse to crucify my opinion and refuse to separate myself from certain people and refuse to back out of things that I should have already backed out of. I'm preaching to somebody right now. There's a space of time here. You need to understand. Come on. What's more important than your opinion? What's more important than you standing there full of pride and arrogance is who has fruit. I don't want to be the one that takes on the wings of the wind. I want to be the one that finds myself on my face at the feet of the one who is threshing the wheat. What are you saying? Am I, am I being clear right now? I don't know what you've gone through. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know the inequality, the injustice, what's fair, what's not fair. I don't know the bad hand. You feel like that you've been dealt. But you hear this preacher. There's one response that we need to have right now. We need to be heavy with fruit. And we need to be on our face before God saying, I want to be right. I want to make sure my family's right. I want to make sure my spirit's right. I want to make sure my attitude's right. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Thank you, sis. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Just because you've had it right in the past doesn't mean that you necessarily have it right now. A right spirit is a constant process of renewal. And you had it right for too many years. Come on. To right now in a season of purging, just arch your back and say, I'm not moving. I'm not changing. No. No. Where is those that are heavy with fruit? Where are those that have fallen on their face? God gave me specific numbers. He told me if I'd do what I did today, what he told me to do, and you would respond, that there would be five families saved in this building this afternoon. And three young people. And there may be more, but that's specific numbers I got in prayer because there was other things I wanted to preach. And God said, are you willing to preach your little message When I've given an extension of time that could possibly, could possibly save five families. You need to remember the, the fan's not in his hand. Well, I don't like he, how he dealt with that. Or I don't like how he didn't deal with it. The fan's not in his hand. The fan's in God's hand. And the worst thing that's, that a church of this size can do is people start picking up sides. Well, I think that could have been dealt with differently. 
Or I think you could have gone about that a different way. You need to hear me right now. What happened is not because this man had a fan in his hand. God sent me here to stand in defense of the angel of this church. This is not because he took a fan in his hand. God put the fan in his hand. And I watched some of you this week not even realizing you have the spirit of the tear. You're easily identified. People are humbled by what's going on right now in this church. And they're broken. And then there are those that are. And the tear, Sister Mayo, had these little black seeds. And if you were to eat the little black seeds in the tear, they're bitter. And they'll make you nauseous. And they're nauseating to the digestive system. Those little black seeds are not fruit. Whatever you're going through and whatever you're facing. I want to be not erect in opinions, erect in pride. Well, I'll tell you how what I or I would not no. I want to be the wheat that's bent over in humility. It's weighted down with fruit. It's misconceptions of the harvest. Well, I thought this was a revival church. Let me correct your misconceptions. This is a revival church. But at the time of the harvest, there is salvation, but there is also separation. And there are people that are being brought in, but there are people that are being brought out. And I believe God mercifully has sent this weekend that if some people would get on their face, that's the purging that this church has been in could come to an end for this particular season. If you'll get rid of your pride, if you'll get rid of your carnality, if you'll get rid of your arrogance, if you'll get a, come on, I don't, I don't know what the little issue is, but I just, I feel an irritant. It's like you got something in your spirit. You, you've let a bird get under your saddle. How, a church like this, these are not, this is not just because these are my friends, but literally some of the greatest apostolic leaders in the world, you call pastor and first lady, a building like this, a building like that over there, a revival, the music department, that everything that is done with such excellence, how in the world you could get something in your spirit and become sandpaper or become a point of contention or become someone who's, who wants to sow discord in this church. You better hear this problem prophet of God today and I'm sorry if that offends you. What God is doing here is way too precious than to let somebody sow discord and division in this place. God will purge that out. 
God's not going to let a man give 30 years, 30 of his best years to a city and to build a church like this. And right on the verge of moving into the dream, you're going to act crazy and flip out and lose your mind. I got something to tell you. Instead of flipping out, why don't you fall on your face? Instead of flipping out, why don't you fall on your face? Instead of backsliding, why don't you repent? Instead of leaving... Brother Mayo, you can't take it personal. You got a break. You got a break. Well, I thought this was a revival church. Well, you have some misconceptions of revival because this is what revival looks like. And while there is gathering going on, there's a constant separation. And God will separate when the fan is in his hands. He will separate those tears that stand erect in arrogance and defiance to this pulpit and defiance to truth. Well, I think you could have a little more sympathy. I think you could be a little, listen, can I stand in defense of this bishop? Do you really? I need some parents right now to help me. Do you really want us to patty cake with sin? I can't hear you. Is that really what you want? Do you understand when it comes to the salvation of your young people that we cannot play around with sin? The spirits that are on the loose, the seductress that is on the loose, do you understand that... Well, you could be a little more understanding or you could be a little more sensitive or you don't have to be so hard or you don't have to slam your fist down so hard. Folks, we're dealing with eternity here. You've got to let us pastor your kids. You've got to let us help your children. We're trying to save them from destroying their lives. Well, I got my feelings hurt. Pray through. We've all had our feelings hurt. If everybody left every time that we got our feelings hurt, there wouldn't be anybody here. But you mark my words, there's some things in this building that God has put up with that cannot go. You say, Brother Marks, it's less than 100 yards got to understand something. It's territorial, but it's more than geographical. There are things that God in His patience and long-suffering has allowed in this building that can't go next door. I don't know when you move in there, September, October. It's unlikely I'm not saying that another preacher couldn't come through here and do this. I don't know. I don't know if another preacher 
uh, as far as the five-fold ministry, I don't know who holds those offices in this church. I know there's probably no way in heaven I'll be back here in September or before September. I'd love to, but there's probably no way in the world. My, my schedule's too taxing. But I'm telling you, God, this is a moment of mercy right here. God is extending a moment of mercy. There are some things that some of you have let simmer in your spirit. You better hear this, preacher. You've, you've tried to sweep them on a rug, under a rug somewhere, and they are just boiling and simmering. And you think God's going to let us move to that next building and to shift into that next dimension? No, this old stuff's got to stay in this old building. These old attitudes, these old hatchets, these old arguments, these old riffs. Being right is more important to me than being right. Come on, I'm not trying to philosophize. No pseudo-philosopher here today. I'm just trying to tell you how it is. Being right means more to me than being right. Well, how do we make sure that we Make the move. You make sure you're being fruitful. You make sure. See, there's another important thing. Here again comes another important reason why we should live to be fruitful. Because when we're fruitful, that fruit weighs us down in humility. Fruit keeps us from arching our back in arrogance and defiance and indifference to what God is doing. Be fruitful. Because God's fixing to take out the black seeds that are bitter and that cause dizziness and nausea. Stay on your face. Because the man with the fan in his hand, when he would thrust it into the harvest and he would throw it into the wind, the chaff, Fly away on the wind. The wheat would fall back around the feet of the one that gathered it. I want to be that one elder sergeant that somehow always manages to find myself back on my face. See, that's the problem. Well, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. You're trying to address this on your feet. And the only way to get through this safely is on your face. You're putting a lot of pressure on. I wouldn't be good at my job if I didn't bring you to a point of decision. But I'm preaching to somebody, would you, would you let go of whatever it is you're holding on to for the sake of your children? Would you be willing to do it for your kids? I want to know. I don't want to be in denial. If, there, if there's something in my heart that's going to cause me to be lost, 
Would you stand with me again and connect with somebody? If there's any intercessors in the house, would you lift your voice and begin to pray right now? you a question. I want to ask you a question that I want you to ask yourself. If this were the field tonight, this afternoon, if this was the field, and if Jesus was to walk in this field, would he find you bent over in humility from the weight of the fruit? Or would he find you a rep full of your own opinion, full of entitlement, with an attitude of arrogance? Come on. It's not hard to spot. It's easy to spot it. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, there's some things that have to be let go of today. There's some things we've got to scrape out of our spirits. There's some attitudes we've got to lay on the altar. There's things that need to be made right between husbands and wives. It's causing conflict. It's causing ripples in the spirit. There's a wife that needs to let your husband up. There's a husband that needs to forgive your wife. If you've got problems family against family, if there's something going on between you and somebody across the church, don't stand there as a tear and say, well, I'm right. Don't stand there as a tear. Don't stand there in arrogance and preeminence and say, well, I'm right. You go find that brother and you get at his feet and you ask him to forgive you. You go find that sister and you resolve that rift. There's some young people that need to make some things right with your parents. There's contention in this house. And we can't make a shift into another dimension until these contentious points are resolved. Go to somebody right now. I'm telling you, there's a major festering something. It could be resolved right now. You be the bigger man. You bear the fruit. You make the walk across the aisle. You find that person. We're not going to keep feuding. You can't be fruitful and feud. I'm opening this altar. I was hoping it would already be full. 
But if you're here and you want to be fruitful, I don't want to be identified as the tear that's tall and erect. I want to be bent over with the weight of fruit at the time of purging, at the time of harvest. I want, I want the winnower to find me bent over with fruit. Come on. Make something right. Don't ignore what the Holy Ghost is showing you. That animosity can cause you to be swept away at a time of purging. Come on, lift your voice and pray right now. Search your hearts. Search your hearts. You can't carry that grudge into the new building. You can't carry that old grudge into a new building. You can't carry an old issue into a new building. You can't carry an old attitude. Somebody's marriage is going to be saved today. I feel marriage saving power in this house. I feel a young person being preserved right now through your brokenness and through your repentance. I'm going to open this altar again. If you're here and you want to still be here after the purging's over, get out from where you're sitting and standing and get around this altar right now. If you're here and you want to still be here when the purging's over, come on, let's move. Get it right, wife. Get it right, husband. I need some men to be the priest of your home. I need you to take personal responsibility for your families right now. We've got to have fruit. We can't be found with the bitter black seeds. That are indicative of tares. I want to change buildings. You got to change attitudes first. I want to change levels. I want to change situations. You got to change spirits before you can change situations. You can't get it right. You can't get it right, sir. Let's pray for one another. Would you pray with somebody? Somebody needs to feel the urgency of the moment. I don't want to be lost. 
I don't want to do something dumb right here at this pivotal moment in this church. I don't want to do something that cost me my marriage, cost me my children, cost me my position in this church. something that happened 800 miles away from here you can't bring it in here you gotta bury it Come on, would you pray with somebody? We got to all be on the same page today. Creating me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit ought to be the prayer. That ought to be the prayer of every person that's planted today. What am I growing into? honey you've had a bad attitude I'm telling somebody right now you hadn't even given this church you haven't even given it the chance it deserves
there's no way that we can all get on our face. But I think something powerful would happen if we'd show God the posture that we choose to take. And it's one that's not a, not, it's not a posture of defeat, but it's a posture that's not weighted down with worry, but it's that posture that's weighted down with fruit. I wonder right now how many, I think something powerful would happen. We can't all get on our face, but we can all be that, we can all be that wheat that's been over right now. Come on. God, I'm leaving. I'm leaving it in your hands. I'm leaving it in the hands of the people in whose hands you've left it into. Come on, how many will take on that posture physically right now to let the devil know I'm not going to be a chaff. I am not going to be a tear. Come on, I see some of you reaching over and grabbing your knees. That's great. I want the Holy Ghost to know the attitude I'm taking. And it's one of humility. It's one of brokenness. It's one, I'm going to cooperate. I'm not going to be stiff-necked or indifferent. Come on, when I reach over and grab my knees, I'm taking the posture of humility. God, I'm with leadership. I'm behind my pastor. I'm behind the man of God. Lift your voice while you're there. Something's happening in this church right now. The Holy Ghost is trying to take care of something right now. This is not worth being lost over. This is not worth, this is not worth being lost over. You've got too much invested here. some little gripe. I don't want to have some little offense. Somebody needs to bow back over again. I don't want to let some little offense. I'm talking to a parent right now. You got, you got to stay out of all the little spats that your young people get into. Come on. Let me tell you, little fences turn into big bitternesses if it's not for moments like this. anybody to be lost we we don't want to lose anybody if you love somebody in this church and you see come on you know who's struggling well I don't want to I don't want to expose them if you love somebody in this church and you don't want to lose them oh they might make it look to everybody else like it's a job change but you know they're supposed to, to be a part of Cornerstone. You ought to go find that brother and lay on him right now. You ought to go find that sister and lay on him. Come on, where it's appropriate. You ought to go put your hands on him. You ought to go pray for him right now. Oh, God, there's too much contention. This is one of the most exciting seasons and chapters in this church. 
for there to be chaos and contention. There's some unity. The flow of unity. Come on. We've got to get the flow of unity back moving in this church. not like you. You know that song? You know that? Yeah, it, 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 it has that line. It's not like you. It's not like you. The music thing is just not messed up right now. stop my God it's early we got plenty of time we got to make sure that everybody is hooked up and is in the fold God's fixing it God's making the difference right now sing it guys I want you to sing it I want you to get in the flow of what God's doing right now come on you need to be praying with somebody find somebody else to pray with we need that cohesiveness we need that camaraderie that Cornerstone is is notorious for that camaraderie camaraderie we need that to flow through we need it to flow through here right now <laughs> 